Hey, construction champions, it's Ron Newsbaum, and we have another fantastic episode of Construction Champions Podcast. I'm joined by Walker. Me and him have known each other for the past few months. He is an amazing man that's doing amazing things for the industry. Walker, it's great to have you here tonight. What's up, Ron? Man, super excited to be on here. Like I told you earlier, uh, I think it's great to get a podcast going on. You know, we've been doing it, I don't know, about two years now. Uh, actually met you through our podcast, Lane Foundations podcast. And so uh, having you join in on the uh, the podcast train is just going to make the industry that much better. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that. Uh, after I've done just about probably about 100 guest spots before I finally yeah. decided... It's just time to do it. Like we need to do this and start bringing in the collaboration and getting everybody to other. Uh, and that means a lot coming from you. You guys have an amazing platform and doing Thank amazing you. things from the podcast to the newsletter and everything you guys are doing. Uh, but instead of me talking you up, Walker, <laughs> how about you tell everybody out there, all the construction champions that are listening, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Walker Lott. Uh, I kind of got two jobs. So my uh, my day job, I guess you could call it, is uh, working with a Gilbane Company. So recently just moved up to Virginia, be closer to my fiance, uh, who's going to school up here. And so did that, did the moves. I think I've been here about two weeks now, two and a half weeks, getting used to it, getting learning. I never thought I'd live in Virginia. So that's new. If you're in the Charlottesville area, hit me up. Love to connect with you and get to know you a little bit. Uh, my other job uh, is the Laying Foundations podcast, or Laying Foundations. We've just done that. So podcast has become uh, one of the many avenues that we use with that. Uh, and so through that, you know, we've been able to to do a lot, connect with people like you, which has been awesome. But our mission is to equip the next generation of builders. Uh, we do that by bringing people like you and, and many others on the show that uh, who, are, who are true leaders in their field, uh, who love the industry, who love what they do. And who want to make an impact, you know, an eternal impact in people's lives. Uh, one of those being through construction and helping people grow. Uh, you know, we uh, love people and we love students and we kind of aim for the to zero experience to five year experience range. Uh, my co-host Davis Hambrick and I are pretty still fairly new to the construction industry and we have a ton to learn. And so we like to uh, excel our, our knowledge by connecting with people such as yourself who have been doing it a lot longer than we have, who know a lot more than we do. And we feel like by connecting with, by listening, learning, leading with questions, we're able to further expand that knowledge that we can help apply to other people uh, so that they can excel their knowledge quicker as well. Yeah, you guys have an absolutely amazing mission. And I remember the first time I ever talked to you, uh, it ended up, you had ran over your phone that day. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> out, out in the field. And we kind of, yeah, we kind of scrambled to get in contact, but we still made it happen. Uh, and that we had an amazing conversation. And what you're doing in the university is just to spread the word and uh, get people on the, the right track. You know, it's not necessarily about, the time you've spent in grade when you have a mission to go out and make mm -hmm. stuff better. Like you, you truly do an act that take action and move forward. And then we'll kind of figure out the details along the way. And yep. uh, you guys are doing amazing things over there. 
Oh, we appreciate it. Yeah, that's funny. You brought, I completely forgot about that. I actually had a front end loader run over my phone that day. Uh, on my, my previous site it was a very large site, about 300 acres. So you had to drive around with a cart. And I fell out, tried to find it, and I watched him run over it. So that was a uh, th- thanks for bringing that one up again. That was a good memory. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Walker, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. Do it. What makes a construction champion in 2023? You know, Ron, I mean, that's a great question. I think everyone should spend some time thinking about it. For me, you know, uh, laying foundations is people-oriented. We love people. We love everything about them. We believe that uh, the Lord put us here to make a difference in people's lives. And, and so for me, it's what makes a construction champion is how do you how do you deal with, how do you work with people on a daily basis, right? Because you have a lot of different, you, you kind of have the new school and the old school people in construction. And not that one of them is better than the other one, but you know, one school of thought is I'm just going to hammer my trades. I'm going to yell at them. I'm going to make them do what I want. I'm going to get it just by being a hammer and a nail. Right. And and the other side of it is I'm a partner with them. I'm going to work with them. I'm going to find out. It's kind of like an integrated project delivery method, right? Everyone succeeds uh, if everyone's successful. And, And so I believe that the way that you treat people, the way that you get to know them the way that you build relationships that can truly set you apart in the construction industry. Because at the end of the day, the construction industry is all about relationships. And as you know, what you do daily is build relationships, right? You know, with Nutness, it's about getting it out there. It's about expanding. It's about building, building relationships, showing people what you got, get to know people. Uh, and like through this, you know, LinkedIn is a great tool, uh, for one. And we develop this relationship when you're on the job site. If you don't have a good relationship with your trades, if you don't have a good relationship with your owner or with, uh, your pre-con or you name it, then one, they're not going to want to help you out if something happens. Right. But two, you're just not going to be successful because you don't know who they are. You don't know what they do. You don't know what makes them tick or how to communicate with them. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I love it. A lot to unpack right there. We're going down. I love this conversation, especially when you start talking about the the old generation and the new generation and communicating to other like that. That's that to me is a great subject. And it's something that definitely you can see the friction in the industry as you know, not only do we have private equity money starting to move in, you have a lot of guys that are looking to just retire and yep. not really pass along their their knowledge. And to me, that that amazes myself. How you're you're part of the younger generation. I, I kind of consider I, I want to be part of that younger generation. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too old yet. Yeah, but I throw you in there. How how do we bridge that gap? What what do you what are you guys seeing out there that is making that possible today? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think that one of the ways that you do it is just not being afraid to have conversations. You know, it, it's pretty intimidating. And and I know because I just did it, but it's pretty intimidating to to drive up onto a job site, right? First day or or first month or week or whatever, and being the new guy. And everyone looking at you, everyone, because, right, all the trades and everything, big, strong, tough, you name it, right? They're going to judge you. They're going to they're gonna size you up as soon as you get there. 
but you know, working on myself internally, I had to tell myself like, look, it, it, one, it doesn't matter what people think. Like people are going to have their opinions no matter what. I'm not going to be afraid to talk to someone. I'm not going to be afraid to ask their name. Even if they think I'm dumb, stupid, they don't want to talk to me, you name it, right? It's up to me to walk out there and to introduce myself and to get to know someone because most likely they're not going to do it for me. And so if, if I can't take action to do it, then why should I expect someone else to do it? So I think one, it starts with just being accountable to yourself and, and being willing to take action in doing it. And, and I think that not a lot of people are willing to do that right now. And, and it's a daily, daily choice, especially for me personally, you know, I, I have to decide that today I'm not going to be afraid to go out there and talk to someone. I'm not going to be afraid to call someone. I'm not going to wait to do it. Right. Because I know personally, I like to put things on the back burner. I want to push things down the road. I don't want to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. But the problem with that is when it reaches tomorrow, you're going to say, I'll do it tomorrow, right? And it never comes. And so I think step one is just making a commitment to yourself uh, personally to, to be part of that change, to be the one that's willing to take that next step. I love it. And, you know, you're you're living proof of this because I, I, I just when you said that, I correlated the conversation that we were having before how you just got there. You're new. You're not necessarily new in the role, but you're new at the company. So you're going you're working through these emotions right now on where exactly do I fit here in who where is the alignment and how can we create collaboration? Yeah. Uh that, that's amazing that now I get to pick your brain right now why this is happening. And, you know, like you said, they, job sites can be intimidating because you have all, not just the different personalities, but you have the different trades. Yep. You just have different people and there's kind of a hierarchy yep. on them. How, how do you navigate that without... I guess what I guess pissing people off would be the best way to because that that's the that's the hard because you're not the new you might be the new kid there but you're not the new kid on the block like how do you navigate that without pissing off the people that are yeah, yeah. newer at the job or more experienced now that again another great question and I I think it comes down to one humbling yourself. And not letting pride. Construction is a very prideful uh, a career path, right? It's big, strong, tough guys who don't want to show emotion, don't want to talk about how they feel, don't want to admit that they're wrong. Um, and for me personally, you know, one way I think that you can navigate those relationships is you're going to have those different personalities. You're going to have those guys who always want to be right or who can never admit that they're wrong or take responsibility or like Jocko willing, right? Extreme ownership. And so for me, uh, I'm always willing to admit that I don't know what something is, or I don't know what I'm talking. And this is not saying, you know, Oh, look at me. This is just what I've discovered over the, the short time I've been in construction is that you, you need to be willing to admit that you're wrong. You need to be willing to learn uh, from every single person, all the way down from the laborer, all the way up to the president and CEO of a company. Every single person has something to teach you. And so just be curious, go out there, be willing to talk to someone, be curious about their life, about what they do and ask questions, right? One way to kind of settle that 
that uh, personality uh, gap or void or, or whatever you want to call it. It's just go up to someone and ask them what they're doing. Just say, hey, man, like, teach me what you're doing right now. I, I, I want to know better about your scope or your job or what you're doing at this very moment. Like, I, I don't know too much about it, right? I, I've never seen this too much. My job's to, to, as a GC, my job's to know a little bit about everything, right? So going in there and talking to someone and getting a more detailed point of view of what they're doing in that moment, that, that's one way to connect with someone. That's one way to bridge that gap, right? To, to show that you may be the GC, but you genuinely care about what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of, I, what I think is these the guys want to have those conversations. They do. And approaching yeah. it, how you're talking about approaching it, puts it in a position where, you know, they want to open up and they want to talk about it. They, you know, I, I, it took me a long time to to learn all of this stuff that we're talking about here and be able to implement it. And I, I love that you're out there doing it as a, a young gun in the industry but those guys, they want to have that. They want to show it. They, they want do. to be yeah. like, hey, this is how we do this. And this is why I'm good at what I do. Uh, what Being that you you just transitioned, uh, you know, you hear a lot about there, there's not enough people out in the field right now. And you just went through a recruitment and stuff. You're a rock star. People want you around. What What did they do to help bring you in there? To, to make it a, an environment where that's where you wanted to go work. What was some of the stuff that people can go do? We got owners on here that are looking to bring talent like you in. What does it take to open up those doors? You know, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that. So going back story time, right? Um, Davis and I are on a flight. We're going uh, to, to out to Texas A&M. We, we got the the privilege to go and speak out there with their construction management program. Uh, and on the flight I actually managed to, I, I could talk to a brick wall. So I like to talk to everyone. I'm that guy that talks to you, you know, the whole time during the flight and, uh, ended up talking to this guy next to me, uh, who worked for, I, I believe it was a concrete company. If I remember, no, 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 no. It was a trucking company. And we were having a good conversation. And one thing he brought up was in the older generation, right? The main thing that they were, con that they were concerned about was, was money was their payment how much are they getting paid are they able to support their family are they able to have a good retirement that is still true today but one thing that he said that really stuck with me was you know he does a lot of hiring and so he was saying that the the newer the younger generation yes they're concerned about their paycheck they're concerned about what they get paid but what they're really concerned about is their time their time is more valuable to them today than it was for the older generation, right? Because the older generation, they'd work 12, 14, 15, 16 hours, and they do it for a very long time. The younger generation, they want to go to work and they want to come home. And they want that time afterwards as their time. They want to do other things with it. They don't want to be at work all day. And, and so for owners in the industry, whether you like it or not, I believe that the times are changing. There's no more, you know, work, 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 work till you're dead sort of mentality, especially for the younger generation, because everything's transitioned to online, right? A lot of people can work from home if they want. They don't have to go into work, get there at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, leave at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night and do it for an extended period of time. And so I think that um, really capturing or just learning that is is one big way to capture 
the younger generation. I'm not saying don't work. Hard work's essential, <laughs> right? I I work hard. I work a lot more than I'm paid for, right? A lot more than 40 hours. But also recognizing that it's okay for someone to come in and to leave and not looking down on them for it, right? Superintendents work a long, long, a lot of time. Uh, but as Jason Schroeder says, that if a superintendent's working more than 50 hours a week, there's a problem with your job site. It needs mm. to be more efficient. You need to learn how to manage people better, how to manage trades and scopes better, how to manage the overall job site better. Because at the end of the day, that's I believe that's true, right? You, you don't need to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week in order to be successful. Not saying I don't, we're working on it, right? But a way to bring in the younger generation is recognizing that, that it's not all about how much you pay them anymore. It's also about the time that you give them. Yeah, I, I think the days of 80, 100 hours a week, cutting your teeth out there like that, that was kind yeah. of, we used to wear the, you know, wear the monsters around yeah. our neck and, yeah. you know, the pride of, man, we were just, we were here till 2 a.m. last night and we're back here at 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah. Those days are going to the wayside because people are waking up like they're, we become more efficient at what we mm -hmm. do, which creates a better work environment. And in my mind, at least that's what I'm seeing is that we're embracing efficiencies instead of just hard work because it's the construction industry and we're supposed to be badasses. It just right. gets shit done all the time. Like right. to me, that's where we're, you're starting to see that gap. And I, I think I, I'm talking to, older generations now that are looking at it from this the same perspective of like how can we be more efficient because as i head into retirement i don't want to work all the time mm -hmm. but i still want to work like yeah and they great point having a 40 hour week is almost moving into part-time retirement with how it used to be yeah. so I, I i is that what you're seeing is that are we headed just to more efficiencies that allow people to just spend more time and just get their job done and be able to go home i think that's the way a lot of things are headed and you know construction lags behind in all honesty construction lags behind behind a lot of industries about five to ten maybe even 15 years in some areas so it is going to take some time to to really have that mindset change because you still have trade partners who are paid hourly and they get overtime. And so for them, that's necessary, right? They're, they're going to learn and work those longer hours, but how can we during the day implement more efficiencies into the job site? One way being lean construction, right? We, uh, uh, Davis and I know a ton of lean practitioners who do a very good, I actually had lunch with a, a guy today uh, who is implementing lean into his company and, he said it, it's unbelievable the changes that it has in this company because people have gone all in with it. You can't do something half and half, right? So you need to find ways within your company to create efficiencies that help people overall. And, and that I'm not experienced enough to talk about those different ways, right? I know people that are, and I can refer you to them. I'm still learning a lot about it, but with speaking to professionals who have done it a lot longer than me, you know, Lean construction is one good way to do it. There's also others. So I, I think that trying to cut out the the trash, trying to cut out the fat in these jobs, and maybe you, you work in concrete, maybe you work in finishes or flooring or roofing, you name it, right? There's a lot of things that they do that lead to wasted time during the day that if you cut those out, 
then you can improve that worker's life overall. You can improve their time overall at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you get to give them more time with their family. And at the same time, create a, an environment where the business creates more profit. Yeah. So you can pay more for the time while you're at the job. True. Yeah. Good point. Equal that out. Yep. I mean, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we all really want. If you can figure out how to do 16 hours of work in 10 hours, have the exact same outcome, then, you know, they can make yeah. up for that pay log. And, you know, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not in the middle of doing this kind of stuff. I've worked through a lot of it in the past, yeah. but a lot of, yep. a lot of stuff's changing right now. And it's amazing. And I know we got listeners out here that are definitely, definitely getting value out of what you're saying in learning about just running a better job site. You know, and I, and I, I think kind of going off of that, we'll switch gears a little bit. You're talking about how to, how to bring people into the industry, especially younger generation. I, I, we believe uh, laying foundations that the construction industry does a very poor job of also marketing itself. You know, we kind of rely on other people to market the industry, which means that they can kind of set whatever tone they want to for it. Right. Cause now the way that the construction industry gone, has gone recently is, Oh, that dirty construction worker. Oh, I don't want, you don't want to end up digging it. You need to go to college. You want to end up digging a ditch somewhere. Right. Or you don't want to end up doing that. Well, the crazy thing about the construction industry that not a lot of people know because we ourselves have not done a good job of marketing it is that you could start out and do an electricity and making more than a college graduate who just spent four years in college and got over $100,000 in debt. You can go to the trades. You can make more per year starting out than they do after four years of schooling, getting out into it with debt. And you have no debt as a trade, right? And, and so that's very appealing to a lot of people. But one, not a lot of people might know that's an option. Or two, they've been so trained or ingrained, right, by the the marketing, if you call it, the marketing construction that they don't want to do that because they don't want to be in a ditch or they don't want to be a laborer or they don't want to have to do you name it right and it's up to us as is each company uh as part of the construction industry overall to do a better job at promoting construction at what it actually is you know because there's so many jobs within the construction industry i mean a ton in every industry right you have law you have lawyers you have pre-con you have electrical you have project managers you, you do have laborers but the laborers are able to work themselves up into higher position into superintendent positions into foreman positions i mean it's unbelievable the amount of success per or you know uh job wise that you can have in the construction industry if you truly learn all the different avenues and you put in the time the work uh and just the willingness to learn about it yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, it is the the pathway to get to success. And I, I love what you guys are doing out with that mission and that message. Uh, I just had a great conversation about how we don't do a good enough job in the construction industry of recruiting veterans who are yeah, yeah, they're getting point. out the 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 military to construction that's the path i went and i feel like there's so many correlations it gives that structure that that order of what people are experiencing in the military outside of that and it gives them a way to continue to progress through their career 
Yeah. Uh, and I don't yeah. think we do a good enough job of delivering that message. And there's a workforce waiting as they get out and move on. And you guys, I, I truly, what you guys do is absolutely awesome. Uh, I love that you're out there educating people. The f- the future of construction is in great hands with uh, you guys out there doing what you do, because that's, that's what this is really about. I mean, this is about ta- having these open conversations right now that bust down the barriers that change the industry five, 10, 15 years from now. It's conversations like this, that somebody hears and they implement something that changes the ent- entire trajectory. Mm-hmm. No, and I couldn't agree more. You know, it's going to take not just you and me, uh, but multiple people to to go out there and be willing to just have hard conversations, get to know people, expose people to the actual industry of construction. Because I'll tell you, I mean, some of the people I've met in construction have been the best people I've ever met in my life and the worst, right? But that's the same about every industry. So how can we make, how can we make it better and make the people in there better, 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 right? And, and eliminate or help uh, grow the people there who who might be negative or who are having a struggle with mental health, right? There's a big mental health problem in construction industry. So Lane Foundations is dedicated every month to start talking about it, to help grow people in it, to to help provide resources to help people with it. Because like we talked about earlier, you know, there's that old adage of you got to work where it works till you die. And that and that is killing people. You know, people are are losing their minds to it and having a hard time mental health wise and and I used to not talk about it a lot, but I've seen suicides you know, that I've worked with people who have committed suicide in the construction industry. And it is a sad thing. It is a terrible thing. So how can we help eliminate it? How can we help make the industry better overall? And it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of voices and some time to do so. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Down, I mean, because we all, we do not do a good job of helping the ones that are lagging behind. We're yeah. really an industry of like superstars, performers. And if you're on that bottom tier, it, it's a rough, rough road to go. We're, yeah. we're not, we're not well equipped to help people move through that and adapt and change and be able to grow. Uh, I'm happy. I, I'm seeing a lot of that starting to change. Companies are wanting to, to help bring people along, but we still as an industry have a long way to go with that. Yeah, I, and I completely agree. And and this this is a great step to it. Uh, and also just talking to people, like I said, being willing to be vulnerable, get to know someone. Because the more you get to know them, uh, the more that you can start to see differences or changes in their life, right? It's just the same thing as your best friend. If your best friend is down in the dumps or they're acting a little bit differently, you know there's something up. You can go and talk to them and say, hey, man, like what what's going on? Can I help you with anything? Like, what can I pray for you for? What can we talk about? What can we do to get you out of the slump? Because I see that there's something on your mind because you're usually not like this. And it's the same thing with any relationship. So the better you know people, the more you're able to see and respond to maybe they're down. Maybe something happened in their family life. What can you do to help? Awesome. Yes, absolutely. So, Walker, as we wrap it up here today, thank you for all the amazing advice, topics, and just the knowledge that you have being out there today, right now in the industry. If anybody wanted to find you or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, so LinkedIn's a great way. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, Walker a lot, L-O-T-T, and then my co-host, Davis Hambrick. Uh, and then you can email us, contact at lang, L-A-Y-I-N-G, dash foundations.com. And we will, we'd love to hear from you. Love to talk to you, jump on a call, do whatever you can. Awesome. And I know that to be 100% true, <laughs> uh, just from building this relationship here. Uh, so I'll include those links in the show notes as well. Once again, Walker, it has been fantastic. Thank you for your time this evening. Man, Ron, I appreciate you inviting me, man. This is awesome. Awesome. So, hey, are you construction champions? Walker just gave you a lot of information on how to have some hard conversations that might be easy for you or they might be really, really hard. So take some time and think about what am I doing on the job site to move the ball forward? Not just for my company, not just for myself, but for the entire construction industry. Because at the end of the day, having those conversations on a job site is what's going to make us construction champions and going to change the overall mindset around the industry. Once again, as always, go be a construction champion today.